The entire planet is trying to deal with the coronavirus. Health authorities everywhere have to worry about how to care for the waves of patients that arrive at hospitals every day, the rising death toll, the lack of equipment for healthcare professionals, and the sheer lack of reliable data that would allow experts and policymakers to fully understand the magnitude of this crisis. In Brazil, Health Minister Luiz Henrique Mandetta has an additional worry most, if not all, of his counterparts do not have. He has to deal with the ego of a president that acts based solely on his own hunches and has no regard for scientific evidence. Tensions between Mandetta and President Jair Bolsonaro have been brewing for weeks and reached their peak on Monday, when word got out that Mandetta was about to get fired and that a new health minister had already been chosen. But in the end, Bolsonaro was advised to momentarily swallow his pride, keep the minister in place, and avoid a full-scale institutional crisis on top of a sanitary one. But how long will this fragile balance last is anyone's guess. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. On Monday afternoon, aides of Brazil's health minister Luiz Henrique Mandetta were told to clean out their desks with the news that President Jair Bolsonaro was about to fire their boss. But Mandetta wasn't fired and held a press conference lashing out at the president without never really mentioning him, saying that the lack of peace of mind to do his job had made him and his department waste an entire day's work. Ewan Marshall, hello. Hi, Gustavo. Ewan, let's wind back a bit here. Uh, why exactly are Bolsonaro and Mandetta at odds with each other? And why in the world would a president want to fire his own health minister in the middle of a pandemic? Well, there's a short answer, a long answer, and a silly answer. So what one do you want first? <laughs> okay, let's go for the short one. So Enrique Mandetta is a trained physician and has played things pretty straight at the head of the health ministry. He stressed that the country must follow World Health Organization advice, and that means broad confinement measures and social distancing. President Bolsonaro, on the other hand, he's been dismissive of the pandemic and he's urging people to get back to work, supporting a plan that he dreamed up himself, which he refers to as, quote, vertical isolation. For those not familiar with the concept, can you explain what it is, please? Basically, it means that instead of everyone staying at home, only those who are in COVID-19 risk groups will actually be isolated. So that means the over 60s and, you know, people with underlying health issues... It's a fairly simple proposition, but it isn't backed up by any scientific evidence whatsoever. Exactly, and it just seems part of Jair Bolsonaro's desperate push to try and save the Brazilian economy, even if it comes uh, to the detriment of public health. So, okay, we have fundamental disagreements in coronavirus policy. Uh, that's the short answer. What's the silly one? Okay, well... I'm not sure how much importance should be given to this, but apparently Jair Bolsonaro was ticked off that Mandetta took part in a live YouTube show by Brazilian country music duo Jorge Mateus over the weekend. 
So he went on to this live show, reinforcing the need for people to stay at home to an audience of over 3 million people who are watching this broadcast live. Right, so the president was upset that the health minister had betrayed him with a country music duo, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, let's go for the long answer. <laughs> so this is somewhat connected to the bruised ego theory that we just mentioned. The most important piece of information here is a recent survey released by reputable pollster Datafolia, which said that Mandetta's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic is twice as popular as Jair Bolsonaro's stance. So some 76% of respondents said they approved of how the health minister was handling things while only 33% were in favor of what the president was doing. So Bolsonaro is afraid that the health minister is stealing his thunder. Precisely. And while it sounds petty, this is actually a common feature in Brazilian politics. Right. The head of state should be able to take the plaudits for any positive results of the government and have the cabinet being blamed for its setbacks. That's right. So when rumors of Mandetta's firing were flying around on Monday, I went to speak to Oliver Stunkel, uh, international relations professor at the Fundação Getúlio Vargas. And he brought up this point and used the example of former President Itamar Franco, who led the country between 1992 and 1994. So during his term in office, Brazil approved the Plano Real, which was this groundbreaking set of measures that managed to get a handle on inflation and created a brand new currency, which is the Brazilian real, which we use until today. Right, but no one remembers who the president was during the Plano Real. All the credit went to then Finance Minister Fernando Henrique Cardoso, who used that as a springboard to be elected president himself in a landslide election in 1994. Exactly. So Itamar's mistake is one that Brazilian presidents vowed never to make again. If a cabinet minister becomes too big for their boots or is more popular than the president themselves, their wings are clipped. And the only exception to this would be former president Lula, because once when Foreign Policy magazine ran a cover story asking if Brazil's Celso Amorim was the best foreign minister in the world, instead of raining on Amorim's parade, Lula proudly boasted about his minister's fame. But of course, you know, he could afford to do that because Lula's approval ratings were through the roof. So no matter how popular his cabinet ministers were, they could never get anywhere near to stealing the president's thunder. Okay, so this is interesting. When Bolsonaro was elected, he appointed Sergio Moro and Paulo Guedes as his so-called super ministers of justice and the economy, respectively. But as time went on, their roles have slowly been marginalized and it has followed the same pattern. Uh, the more popular they get, the more Bolsonaro pushes them aside. Exactly. And now Enrique Mandetta has refused to toe the line and Bolsonaro wants him sacked. And the president went on a tirade during a live Facebook broadcast at the weekend saying that some members of his cabinet thought they were superstars, warning them that their time would come and also reinforcing the, quote, power of his presidential pen. Essentially saying, I'm the president and I can sack you whenever I want. I mean, whenever the president feels the need to say he is the president, that he has the power, that's never a good sign. I am the king 
punish you. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. But of course, Bolsonaro has not fired him, has he? There were reports on Monday that the military wing inside the cabinet interfered and convinced the president to back down. So what's going on here? So the reality is that even though Bolsonaro still has the support of his core electorate, the president is hugely isolated in Brasilia. Because, you know, Congress has turned against him, as of the state governors, as well as even some of the key members of his own cabinet. And where does the military come into this equation? Well, a while back, Bolsonaro kind of ran to the military wing inside his government for help, asking for their protection. Uh, they agreed, and the president appointed Army General Walter Souza Braga Neto to the very powerful role of chief of staff. Apparently, it was Braga Neto the one who stepped in on Monday and then managed to talk Bolsonaro down, making him backtrack on the Mandetta firing. Right, and that is interesting for two reasons. One, it seems that Bolsonaro is very aware that the military is his most important ally and potentially one of the few things standing in the way of his ousting. And two, it also shows that the military would be displeased if Bolsonaro were to, in fact, fire Enrique Mandetta. Yeah, the Army Center of Strategic Studies published on its very obscure website a study defending the Mandetta approach. But then, when word got out, reporters uh, found the document, they deleted the post. But there was also a video with the head of the Army who said that this was the armed forces challenge of a lifetime and that troops would respect isolation measures. So what happens now? Does this support from the military make the health minister some sort of untouchable figure? I mean, recent history would suggest otherwise, right? Exactly. Every major cabinet firing in the Bolsonaro government follows the exact same script. First, you have the news of a rift between the minister in question and Bolsonaro. Then the president will begin criticizing the minister in public until eventually the press reports that he or she will be sacked. Either out of strategy or simply, you know, not giving the media the satisfaction of, of getting the scoop, Bolsonaro will backtrack and keep the cabinet minister in the job as a form of, like, final warning. And then the president's so-called digital militia will begin their attacks, digging up compromising info about the minister, spreading fake news to suggest that this person's conspiring against Bolsonaro somehow, before finally the axe falls. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. Uh, it's exactly what happened with former education minister Ricardo Vélez, secretary Gustavo Bibiano, government secretary Santos Cruz. I mean... All of these former cabinet members went through this exact process before being fired. So what happens if Mandetta does get sacked? What changes in terms of like how Brazil is handling the COVID-19 pandemic? So in practical terms, not that much. Um, governors still have the jurisdiction to impose isolation measures within their own states. And it doesn't look like they'll back down anytime soon. Bolsonaro has said that he has drafted a decree to order all businesses to reopen, but even he knows that as soon as he publishes something like that, the Supreme Court will strike it down and Congress will throw it out. What about replacements? Who is in the president's shortlist? So right now, all signs are pointing to former citizenship minister Osmar Teja, who has recently gained the nickname Osmar Teja Plena, or Osmar Flat Earth 
for some of his conservative and you know downright wacky views. Um, for the past month, he has been posting misleading COVID-19 information on Twitter, refuting any evidence of the effectiveness of isolation and social distancing. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Iwan, thank you very much. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please rate us with five stars. That will give us a push to reach more listeners. And take a look at our website. Every day we have new exclusive content about Brazil, including a live COVID-19 blog. Also, you should know, subscribing to the Brazilian Report is the best way to help this show. Our plans start at less than $4, which is less expensive than a latte in a Sao Paulo Starbucks. Not that you would be able to go to Starbucks amid the quarantine, but you can go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. That's it for this week. Stay safe, wash your hands, and go listen to your podcast backlog while you're in self-isolation. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, and this was Explaining Brazil. Thank you.